0: Change. I'm walking in newness, newness of life. God said, See, I will do a new thing. It's a this is I mean, I woke up this morning and was like, oh wow. For the first time in a very long time, I could see tomorrow. I had vision. There was like this cloud that was just pulled off. It's like putting the high beams on at night. You know, it's like, oh, there's 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 stuff out there. If we as a church and as a body of Christ, if we don't walk in the change that God has for us, we will miss, you'll miss it. I feel like, uh, what's, what's that movie? Uh, Chicken Little? It's a new day. Plan F. You know, come on. It's a new day. The sky is not falling. It's not as bad as you think it is. The enemy has you thinking it's bad. It's not. God is 100% on your side. He's not left you. He's not forsaken you. He knows where you are. He knows where you need to be. And he is prepared to give you the grace and the power to get it done. He's just waiting for you to step into what he has for you. Verse 26, likewise, the spirit also helps in our weaknesses or infirmities. For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. I'm not going to talk about tongues today. But that's what that means. That praying in the spirit, not having the true understanding of what's going on, not trying to go through your soul to touch God, but touching God with your heart, letting Him pray out through you His perfect will. It takes our ignorant head out of the way. Intercession for us with have gone, which cannot be utter. Verse twenty-seven. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints of God according to the the saints according to the will of God. Next one. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. For whom he foreknew. It's talking about you and I. This is us back up one miss marvaley they're not they're not with me and we know that all things work together for good not for bad not for evil not for it used to be better than what it is today it works together for good to those who love god and to those who were called according to his purpose And most of us will sit back and go, well, I'm not not called of God. No, you are. He said, I knew you when you were formed, before you were formed in your mother's womb. He knew who you were. He had a plan for you. And he called you. You're officially called. If you're on this earth and you breathe the air on this earth, you are called. Whether you know it or not, whether you believe it or not, whether you trust Him or know Him or even believe in Him or not, you are called. He has called us all by name. Every last one of us. There's not a person that walks on this earth who has not been called out by name by God. The question is is whether or not we will answer that call and step over into it. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God to those who are called according to his purpose. You've been called. The phone rang. Did you pick it up? Did you answer it? If you did, then it's talking about you. And what's the answer, Greg? The answer is yes, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Be the Lord of my life. I confess you as Lord and Savior. I'm born again. It's that simple. Anyway, go on. Verse 29, for whom he foreknew, I knew you before you were born, before you were formed in your mother's womb, you, for whom he foreknew, which is you. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, Jesus. He has already prepared you to be just like Jesus. That's why Paul's, favorite. what's Paul's favorite scripture? The works that I do, you would do also, and greater works than these you do, because I go with my Father. Why is that? Why can't we do the works that Jesus did? Because God was, God ordained it when He foreknew us, before we were even formed in our mother's womb, He had it laid out. Are, y- are y'all are y'all with me here? Yeah. Yeah. That Jesus might be the, for- the first born among many brethren. Keep going. Moreover, whom he predestined, you. Everybody say, that's me. That's that's you. Whom he predestined, these he also what? That's me. Right? We went over that before. Whom he called, these he also. Who's that talking about? You. 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 Justified eded ed, ed, ed. Not going to be did That's what the ED means. It's already happened. What is it? Uh prep now what do they call that? Past tense, thank you. <laughs> it's already taken place. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. All of this is past tense. Thank you, Angel. Whom he called, these he also did what? Who's that talking about? Who? Y'all with me? And whom he justified, these he also what? Who's that talking about? Glorified you for what? To walk in the change. To walk in the newness of life. To walk in what he has for you. You've been predestined to fulfill his will on this earth. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, God called your name. You've been predestined. You've been called. You've been justified. Which means what? Do you know what that means? Anybody know what that means? It means that you have been made right in the sight of God. Amen. You are not considered to be a worm and a oh, I'm just a oh, terrible sinner. No, God does not look at you as a sinner. He looks at you and he says, justified. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Justified. Yeah. 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 Right. That's what he says. Justified. And those that he's justified, he's also glorified. So not only has he predestined you and called you and made you right, he's given you the ability, the anointing to get tomorrow done. He just needs you to step over into it. Are y'all tracking with me here? I don't want to lose you. But we got a lot of mo to do. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. Whom he justified, these he also glorified. This, I can't, how many of y'all have a true 100% paper Bible somewhere? Anybody? Okay. I did something years ago in mine. At the very front, it says the Spirit-Filled Life Bible is presented to, and there's a blank. And I put my name there, that's my handwriting. Nobody wrote that in, I wrote it in myself. You want to know why? It's my Bible. When it says you and thou, and it talks about things happening to somebody, it's talking about me. I urge you. I know it sounds really silly, but it'll change the way that you look at this book. I urge you, if your name is not on this front page, you go home, you put your name on there. Because everything in it is for you. It's not made for somebody else. It was made and written and spoken so it could be written and written so it could be spoken for you. Not for the world, for you. I mean, we're not talking about a God that you cannot touch. I'm not, I'm not speaking of a religion. I'm not talking about some, some far off being. I'm talking about The creator of the universe who has decided to live and reside on the inside of you wrote you a book. For you to tell you who you are and what you can do. I'll get it later. Just leave it there. That's order of service on a funeral if you want to ever do a funeral. Why do I say that? Because this scripture is you. Look at it. That's who you are. You, you are predestined, called, justified, and glorified. What are you waiting for? What else you want God to do for you? What, what are we looking for? I mean, I woke up at, at 3 o'clock. Three, I hate getting up at 3 o'clock. I can't stand it. And I could see, I could see, I already had all this prepared. But I woke up this morning, was like, oh my God, now it makes sense to me, Lord. I've been predestined, I've been called, I've been justified, and I've been glorified. For what? To do his will. Let's go on to verse 31, y'all staring at me funny what shall we say to these things then what wait a minute what are we supposed to say see now this is where you'll miss it as a Christian if you're not careful if you're not aware you'll miss it all day long you can love God and love God and love God and love God and missy him, missy him, missy him, miss him because to all these things that we just said justified predestined glorified Called. What are we supposed to say to all those things? Say to all those things. We have a part to play in the process. And our part is to open our mouths and to say something. The problem is, is we're all going to wake up tomorrow morning and we're going to start saying the wrong thing. We're going to say something that lines up with how we feel, what we think, what somebody else told us. We're not going to get up and say what? If God be for me, who can be against me? We don't have a tendency to say that. We want to get up and say how bad things are. What needs to change? What needs to be different? This needs to be this way. That needs to be that now. What do we say to all these things? If God be for me, who can be against me? Is there water in there? I'm about to pass out. It's hot up here, y'all. I'm going to take this sweater off. I'm going to get naked. I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm hot. Yeah, everybody, oh, we're good. I'm sorry. Just a second. Talk amongst yourselves. Uh, Subject. uh, Airplanes. Should they be folded by paper or should they be made out of aluminum? Discuss. (laughs) If God is for you, That means that God is not against you. I know it sounds elementary. But if you really think about the way the church thinks. And you really pay attention to how the church reacts to God. The church really does act like God is against them. I mean who do you blame when you get sick? God. Who do you blame whenever stuff don't go right? I mean, we even go to the point to where we think that stuff that's not supposed to happen to us that happens to us must just be His will. We'll just, I I guess it's just the will of God. I don't know. It's just happening. It must be His will. What in the world? If it's coming against you, it ain't Him. Because He says that He is for you. Which is the opposite of Against. If I'm for you, that means that I'm, I'm with you. I'm on your team. I'm on your side. Whatever you want to do, I want to do that too. Now, the inverse of it is if I'm against you, then that means anything you try to do, I try to stop it. And unfortunately for Jehovah, most people put him in that position. That God in his infinite wisdom is trying to stop you from walking out his plan. His plan is right here. He wants you healthy. He wants you whole. He wants you strong. He's justified you. He's filled you with his spirit. He's given you his word. He's given you the name of his son. He's done all of these things for you. So that you could do what this says, which is his will on this earth that he wants to see happen in your life right now. But yet we go through life and we say, oh, it must be God's will. It's not in here. It ain't. If it ain't in here, it ain't God. I remember Maisie asked me, oh, how old children we got? What's the youngest we got in here? I'm going to talk about Santa Claus. Any parents telling me not to talk about Santa Claus right now? Okay, yeah, (laughs) I had Michael and Paul, those those two, Uh, okay, all right, all right, so everybody knows the Santa Claus story, right, we all know what really happens on Christmas Eve, right, no, (laughs) golly, (laughs) oh my gosh, I'm not going to get into it then. Maisie asked me if Santa Claus was real. She was eight. Yeah. Or nine. Did you ask me? You asked me the same question? Joseph didn't ask me. He knew. He knew Santa Claus wasn't real. He pretended to pretend. That's right. And so, anyway, Maisie asked me if Santa Claus was real. Daddy, is Santa Claus real? And my answer was well, she, she was a reader. Maisie did a lot of reading. And I said, well, my answer is this. If you remember Peter Pan, Wendy grew up to a certain point to where she was no longer going to be in the nursery. My question is is whether or not you're ready to get out of the nursery. Because as soon as we start talking about this, Never Never Land could just poof and go away. <laughs> and that's what I told her because I love my child. this! Oh, i got to take this thing off. I'm, gonna, I'm sweating. Oh, it's going to get worse because I'm going to get naked. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ah. I was waving at Mama. Hey, Mama. That's the only way I'm going to get here is to go on Facebook. Oh, watch on Facebook. <laughs> Neverland's going to go poof if we have this conversation. Are you ready to have the conversation, Maisie? Yes, Father, I am ready for the conversation. I said, okay, great. Yeah. I picked up this very book right here, and I put it in front of her, and I said, everything that's in here is 100% truth. It will never lie to you. It will never tell you anything that's not of God. It will always tell you what is God's and what's God's plan. I said, the story of Christmas is in Luke, the first and second chapter. Read it. If you see Santa Claus in there, he's real. If you don't, he ain't. That's it. That's where where Christmas come from. So she read it. Guess what? We knew about Santa Claus from that point. It just went poof. And Never Never Land turned into heaven. Which is a real place. With a real God. It's not Peter Pan. His name is Jehovah. He has a son named Jesus who died. For you spilt his blood so that all of your sin and all your wrongdoing could just be done away with as if it never even happened. This is what we say to these things. If God be for us, then who in the world can be against you? Who? 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 What's the other one? Ain't it no weapon formed against you shall prosper. I think that one's starting to show up on, on walls. It was not on grandmama's wall, but it's definitely on yours somewhere or your kids. It's starting to be a popular one. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Why? Because if God be for me, who can be against me? Next one. Look at this. I ain't done yet. This is Romans chapter 8. I can stay here. I can preach out of Romans chapter 8 till Jesus comes back. Promise. My favoriteest book in the Bible is Ephesians, but my favoriteest chapter is Romans chapter 8. You ought to read it. Look at this. Look at look at. The, who has to preach? Read it. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us just a few little, just, 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 just enough. Just enough to get by. Just what you really need, not what you want. Is that what it says? How shall he not with him, with him, in him, by him, for him, through him. Jesus is a big deal, y'all. He split time in half. You realize that, right? You got B.C. and A.D. Now they're trying to be all, you know, common error. You know, common error. And I call it common error because it's wrong. No, time is split the day he was born. (laughs) He's a big deal. A really big deal. He who did not spare his own son but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Which includes what? What does that include? Being for you. He's not against you. Man, I I want to go to Job really bad, but I don't have time. Do it now. God gets such a bad rap, rep, rap, whichever one it is, both of them, rep and rap. He really does. Go to. I've got a scripture for, I think it's 1 John. Go there. Maybe this will work out. I don't know. We'll see. Everybody hold on. And I say that because the church world, up to this point, I'm not talking about you nor am I talking about the church today. I'm talking about all of the previous church people that were ever lived that have already died and gone on to heaven, okay? Y'all with me? I'm not trying to talk about anybody today. No Facebook posts. Not talking about anybody. But up to this point, the church has blamed God for everything that their faith wasn't strong enough to believe him for. They put all the responsibility on God. And if things didn't work out, it was God's fault. If things did work out. Then our faith was good enough to get it done. Thank you. Are y'all with me? You follow where I'm coming from? See up to this point. Because I'm not talking about y'all. I ain't talking about nobody you know. I ain't talking about nobody you, you know. I ain't talking about nobody in church. Nowhere today ever. I'm talking about everybody before us. Even got here. But up to that point. If they wanted to believe God was for them, not against them, and things didn't work out because of something they might have done, it's God's fault. God's fault. Mean old God. reverb I like what Roddy says. He said his daddy always told him. Roddy Schaefer. Y'all know Roddy Schaefer, don't you? He's my buddy, man. What's up, big daddy? He's going to watch this this afternoon or tomorrow. Anyway, he always said his daddy told him the good Lord's going to get you. Good Lord's going to get you. Really, he don't sound like he's real good if he's going to come get me. But that's the mentality that's been passed down to us from generation to generation to generation. And why is that? Well, because from the apostles till right before we were here and nobody we're talking about, nobody that we know is all the previous saints, Before I'm not talking about anybody. But up till that point, from the apostles to there, it got to where their faith was waning because stuff wasn't working out and they needed to blame somebody besides themselves. What scripture did I tell you to pull up? There you go. Look at this, my little children. These things I write to you so that you may not sin. Was <laughs> an idea. Uh, just, just saying. You know, I'm not talking about any of y'all. You know, <laughs> none of us. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about sin. I don't do that. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Where I want to land at is that we have an advocate. Now this is the same term that Jesus used whenever he called the Holy Ghost the counsel, the the, uh, the comforter, which is Parakletos. Parakletos means an advocate, a comforter, a standby, a strengthener. In our modern way of thinking, think more like an attorney that knows a whole lot more about what's going on than you do. Okay. That's kind of the vein that you need to be in on this thing. So we have an advocate with the Father. So I'm going to talk about Job just a little bit. We're not going to go there, but I'm going to talk about Job just a little bit. Because every time you get into this, well, God's not doing it. Everybody wants to go to Job and say, well, look at Job. Like, what happened to Job? Hmm? What are you going to say about that? Well, you got to kind of read it. Have you ever read the story, or are you just talking about what somebody told you? Be careful to that, Church. Don't try to go say what me and Paul have said. Don't go quoting us or anybody else is up here on this pulpit. If you're going to quote it, you better get in here and make sure you understand it and start saying it for what this thing says, not for somebody's opinion right. on what it is. Right. I learned that a long time ago. Opinions are like, what? Right. I'm not going to say it. Elbows. Everybody's got an elbow and they all bend. Job, real fast, it's almost time to go. If you gotta go, get out of here. Bye. I love you. Alright? Consider yourself dismissed if you've got a roast in the oven or you need to go eat or watch the football. I don't care. Roll. But I gotta touch on this to make this make sense. The scripture that we're trying to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Bye. Paul said, see y'all later. Like, seriously, we're we're like we're like family here. If you gotta go, go. It is not a big deal. Never is. Anyway, where was I going? Job. Man, let's go to Job. No. First chapter of Job. First chapter of Job, it it tells a story of how God is sitting on his throne and the sons of God are there that day. Sons, plural, of God are there that day. And it says that the enemy comes up, Satan himself comes up, and God says, what are you doing here and what have you been doing? And he says, I've been going to and fro around the earth. If you look at Peter, Peter says that he's like a roaring lion, lion seeking whom he may devour. He didn't say that to God in Job. Peter had to bring that out later on in the New Testament whenever we got filled with the Holy Ghost and we really started to figure stuff out. And he said he's like a lion. That's what he was doing. He was walking to and fro, looking for somebody to devour. But anyway, we won't get into all that because we, you know, don't read your story yourself. He said, I've been going to and fro around the earth. And God says in there, and it's interesting. God says, have you considered my servant Job? And everybody, not everybody, 98% of the church world, not right now, but the church world up to this point, before we got here, people we don't know, for years have said that that's God. Like bragging about Job. Have you considered my servant Job? Kind of braggadocious like he's so awesome. And he, he he's awesome and he does this and he does that and he does this. But if you really take a look at what considered means. And some of you if you really have this thing right here. This thing normally has like it's built to where you've got scripture scripture and then there's a column in the middle you know what I'm talking about when you open the page of the Bible that's the way it looks that column in the middle and 90% of the the books that you buy that are like this All right, where it says consider in the margin it says set your heart upon because that's what that means God wasn't bragging on Job he didn't have to he's God talking to the devil why would God brag to the devil? He would already kicked him out of heaven. If you remember, they had a war in heaven. And God cast him out. And Jesus said, I saw him fall like lightning from heaven. He hit the ground. Boom! It was over. About two seconds long. It was, it was quick. It was over. Faster and hurry. So why does God need to brag to somebody he's already, already whooped? He's not bragging about Job. That doesn't even fit God's character. It's not even in his character. It doesn't even sound like Jehovah. Jehovah doesn't have to brag. He is. Moses said, who shall I tell that sent me? He said, I am. Why do he say I am? Because he is. He ain't got to brag on nobody. He ain't got to brag on him or any of his children or nobody. He's not bragging. When he says, have you considered my servant Job? He said, have you set your heart upon my servant Job? And the devil goes, Well, he'll, you know, does he serve God for nothing? You know? So he's been looking at him, he's been watching him serve God. And God even said, He's already in your hands, He's already there. Because Job had been afraid that stuff was going to happen to his family. If you read in the beginning of the book, it said that he was sacrificing every single day. He was, Oh man, something's gonna go wrong. So well. ah, let's clean my children. And worry came upon him and cracked the door to the enemy. Oh yeah, y'all yeah, I'm losing y'all now. Y'all like, oh whatever. No, I'm for real. Read your Bible. Worry's a sin. Look it up. It's a sin all day long. Indeed. have you considered my servant Job? have you set your heart on the servant Job? and why do i say all of that because it turns into a court scene god is 100 percent righteous all the time he is the righteous judge the righteous judge he can love you and like you all day long but if you mess up and and mess up and mess up and you're sitting there in the witness stand and you say the judge well just Bruce Bowling you know he's a local judge around here that everybody knows everybody knows Bruce but if you get up there and you say yeah I did it I'm terrible I'm the worst person in the world I broke the law well Bruce has got to send you to jail because you just pronounced it in the witness stand whether he likes you or not whether you're a cousin brother-in-law he's still got to do it it's the same thing with God if you sit there and say to these things something beside if God be for me, who could be against me, then you've 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 already pronounced yourself as guilty. But since from Job to now something happened. Y'all remember? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things, including innocence? You have been redeemed from the curse of the law. You have been redeemed from sin. He said, I will remove it as far as the east is from the west. He said, I'll get it. I, even I, am he who blotteth out your transgressions for my own sake and will not remember your sins. That's what God said. And so now, today, we have an advocate with the Father that whenever the enemy comes and God says, Hey, you up in here? And he's like, yeah, I've been going to and fro all over the earth. Well, have you considered my servant Paul Gray? Meaning, have you set your heart on my servant Paul Gray? Immediately. Jesus Christ, the righteous, the master, the lamb of God that was slain before time even began, the lion of the tribe of Judah stands up and says, Father, the defense would like to make a case. I present to you, first of all, as evidence, my blood that was spilt for him. I'll lay it up as evidence, as as evidence market, uh, evidence number one. And he says, secondly, as evidence for the defense, I will also give unto you the stripes that were laid upon my back for his healing. I will also say, Father, I'm your son. He's your son. We're all one big family together. I will also say, Father, that, his, that he became, I became poor so that he might become rich. The chastisement for, my, for his peace was upon me. And by my stripes, he has been healed. And God says, verdict rendered, you're innocent. You may go. We now have an advocate with the Father. His name is Jesus Christ. He is constantly making intercession for us. Constantly, constantly, constantly. As the devil comes, as the accuser of the brethren. Ginger, wasn't that you that that did revelations not too long ago? That they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony? Yeah, Revelation 12, 11. It says that the accuser of the brethren is accru- accusing the brethren day and night. He's constantly going to God trying to render judgment on you. But we overcome him how? By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. If we say, if God be for me, who can be against me? if we say that by the stripes of jesus i have been healed if we say if we say that if, that if he he is he is he is he, he given me all that I, all that i need for this life according to his riches and glory by christ jesus if we say those things out of our mouth then that's our testimony and jesus is in heaven presenting his blood as evidence marketed it as evidence number 1 and the righteous judge looks down and goes well The blood's been spilt. The stripes have been laid. And the testimony has been made. Innocent. You're free to go. If God be for you, then who can be against you? Not even the devil. He can't do nothing to you. He can't do anything to you. He could try, but he won't be successful. Go back to the one, every weapon formed against you so you're not prosper. It could be formed against you, but it ain't going to prosper. Stuff might look bad, but it ain't going to happen that way. All we have to do is line up our confession and line up our testimony and line up what we're trying to say. Get that in line with if God be for me, who can be against me? I'm innocent. And I'm going to step forward and I'm going to move forward. And I say all that to say, right back to the first thing I said, this is a year you got to step into the change. And you got to be confident enough in the sacrifice that Jesus made to know that you're good enough to do it. You are good enough. You are God's favorite. You are predestined. You are called. You are justified. And you are glorified. If God be for you, then who's coming against you? It was a lot in a little capsule. If you don't believe me, you come talk to me. I am wide open to questions. I love them. I love questions. Questions are awesome. But what I don't like is a bunch of, well, a bunch of hooey. I don't like that. Come ask me questions. Help me. Help me understand better. If I'm missing it, I want to know better. Because I want to do good while I do this thing. Amen. Let's all stand. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. We thank you, God.